Christocentric station. Safe and family friendly radio with music to uplift your spirit. Hi, my name is Uncle Chris, and you're listening to Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. One, two, one, two. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? What a joy to know you're tuning in. This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric station. Welcome to Christocentric Kids. Say, Cut them young for Jesus. This the light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This the light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This the light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Chris, and you are listening to Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
to the first anniversary of Christocentric Station. This is Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. Thank you for joining us for today's edition. Coming up, Pure and Holy Kids with Auntie Mabel, Children's Devotion with Auntie Ifwa, and the Fosin Sisters segment. Also watch out for the Bible Story of the Weekend, Moral Lessons, and Great Music. Invite friends and families, stay connected, and be blessed. My name is Zerama. My name is Zerifua. And we welcome you on board. Happy anniversary, Christocentric Station. God bless you. Enjoy. If you're happy in your life, you clap your hands. If you're happy in your life, you know it, then your life will show it. If you're happy and you know it's not your feet If you're happy and you know it Then you like to show it Do you guys remember me? <laughs> My name is Taddy and it's so great to be back with you guys for Kids Church. I'm so excited for what's about to come up today. Are you excited too? Let's shout on one, two, three. I'm excited! Say it with me. I'm excited! I can't wait for Kids Church today. Let's see what's coming up. of the week. I love this part of Kids Church because I get to learn so much cool stuff. This week's fun fact is something to do with sharks and how long they can live for. Can you guess how long sharks live for? Is it one year? Is it two years? Three years? Four years? No, it's a bit more than that. 100 years? 200 years? What do you think? It's 500 years! Yes, you heard that right. Some sharks can live for 500 years. Imagine that. So crazy, isn't it? But it's true. So that is your fun fact this week. What's that sound? It's worship time. Yes, get up to your feet. Hands up in the air. Let's give ourselves a little stretch. As high as you can go. And maybe go as low as you can go. Reach down to the ground. 
and maybe go as wide as you can, stretch yourself out, give yourself a little shake, maybe hop on the spot, do a little twist and turn, and we are ready for worship. I love worship because it means we get to praise God and praise all the things that he's done. Let's go.
great worship. I really enjoyed it. Give me a thumbs up if you did too. I can see those thumbs on the screen. Right, so this month we are continuing with our People Matter series and we are going to be looking at a verse in the Bible from Matthew 8 that talks about a guy who was not feeling very well and Jesus healed him. So let's see what it says. It says in Matthew 8 verse 1, When Jesus came down from the hill, great crowds followed him. Then a man sick with a harmful skin disease came to Jesus. The man bowed down before him and said, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you want. Jesus touched the man and said, I want to heal you, be healed. And immediately the man was healed from his skin disease. The man that we just read about in that story was a leper. I don't know if you might have heard that word before, maybe you've heard it somewhere, but basically that just means that he had a skin disease. He had poorly skin and it meant that people didn't really want to be around him. And I can imagine that would make me feel not so great. But when he went to Jesus, what did Jesus do for him? Jesus healed him, wow. And Jesus can do that for you and for me too. When we're sick, when we're poorly, or maybe if our friends are not feeling well or our family members, we can come to Jesus and ask him for healing. And we know that he has the power to heal, like it just said in that verse. So I want you guys to remember that this week, that when you're sick, you can come to Jesus and ask him for healing. Amen? Amen. Right guys, I'm going to introduce you a brand new part of Kids Church Online and it's called Faith at Home in 30. So what that means is we've got 30 seconds to take away some key points from that story we've just learned about. Are you ready? Are you ready? Right, in three, two, one, go! Right, so do you remember the person in the story who was called a, what was it called, what was it called? He was called a leper and that means that he was a bit poorly. Yes, that's it means that he's a bit poorly. Right, so this week, what can we do? Well, we can think of someone who's sick. Right, right, think of someone who's sick. Right, and we're gonna pray for them. Yes, we're gonna pray for them and we're gonna pray for God to heal them because we know that Jesus can, what can he do? He can heal, yes, that's right, Jesus can heal. Oh, we're running out of time. Right, oh, Jesus is great. Jesus is our healer. Oh, we did it guys, we did it. 30 seconds is up. Now it's time for us to pray. So let's all get our prayer caps on and let's pray. Maybe you want to think about someone or maybe it's you or someone that you know who is sick and we'll pray for them together in this time. Let's go. Dear God, Thank you that you are our healer. Thank you that you can heal each and every sickness. Lord, we just lift up everyone who is sick to you today and we ask you to come into their lives, Lord, and would you do a miracle? Would you heal them? In Jesus' name, amen. you guys have been watching kids online for a while now so I think you can guess what comes next can you guess give me your guesses what do you think it is yes it's memory verse time and today's memory verse comes from 1 John 5 15 and it says this God listens to us every time we ask him so we know that he gives us the things that we ask from him isn't that so incredible to know that there is a God our father in heaven who listens to us every time we talk to him so why don't you talk to God this week? 
I don't know about you guys, but I've had an awesome time at Kids Church today, have you? I hope you have. It's been so much fun, hasn't it? We've learnt so much stuff, we've played some fun games and learnt about the Bible. If you've got anything you want to share, let a grown-up know and they can contact us on our website or email, which is going to come up on the screen. I hope you've had a great time, have a great week and I will see you soon. Bye! Congratulations, Christocentric as one. Coming up next is the Weekend Bible Story, featuring the story of Joshua and the walls of Jericho. Enjoy! The 12 tribes of Israel were led out of Egypt by Moses. God had promised them a home of their own, a land called Canaan. But once they got there, many Israelites were afraid of the armies of Canaan. they didn't trust God to help them win their battles. They wanted to go back to Egypt where they had been slaves. God decided that since they didn't trust Him, they couldn't enter the Promised Land, and He had them wander the deserts for 40 years. After 40 years, God led the children of the 12 tribes back to the Promised Land. But instead of it being a time of joy, the Israelites were full of sadness. Their leader Moses had died, so they didn't have anyone to lead them to their new home. Boys, behave yourselves. Today we are remembering Moses.
Joshua, who helped Moses for those 40 years, was remembering the great leader in his own special way. <laughs> Come to cheer me up, Turnip. <sighs> what will happen to our people now that Moses is gone? Who will guide us to the promised land? Why not you, Joshua? Turnip, you, you, you talked. It's me, Joshua. God? I've chosen you, Joshua, to lead the Israelites into the promised land. No, I can't. You helped Moses. But he was a great leader. I'm just an ordinary man, a simple servant. Don't be afraid. There is greatness in every man who has faith, Joshua. God, where is the land you promised us? Look west. What do you see? The desert floor and the Jordan River. Beyond that, foothills and green. The promised land. Take your people, Joshua. But I can't lead them. I'm frightened. Yes, you will face many dangers, but be strong. Remember, I will never leave you. Because Joshua loved God and obeyed his rules, God protected him. God's rules, known as the Ten Commandments, were written on stone tablets inside the Holy Ark. The river's very swift. Crossing won't be easy. Oh, this is foolish. <laughs> Following Joshua as if you were Moses. Are you coming, Aram? Come, let's see what will happen. How about there, Joshua? I'll see how deep it is. Do you think you can cross it, little one? Oh, come on, it's just a little water. No! Oh! <laughs> Who are you? Go away! I am Joshua. Leader of the Israelites, God has promised us this land. <laughs> Did he? Well, I'm the king of Jericho, and you can't enter. We are protected by this swift river and the strongest wall in the world. If you can cross this river, you better be prepared for a fight. Our God protects us, as he protected Moses, our leader. <laughs> yes, I've heard that your god parted the Red Sea, but he has no power here. Stay away from Jericho, or my army will destroy you. What'll we do, Joshua? Have faith and cross the river when God tells us to. You heard Joshua. Let's tell the others. I'm worried about this king of Jericho. He's like the waters of this river. Dangerous, 
Joshua. Yes, God? Don't be afraid of the king. If you trust me, I will protect you. Joshua did trust in God. He selected two men to sneak into Jericho and tell him about the king's army. One, two, three soldiers. Oh, that third one is tiny. I'll only count him as half a soldier. Aram! We're spies. That means we have to be quiet. Oh, quiet. Right. Spy! Oh, King, I'm only a harmless traveling merchant. Liar! You're a stranger in Jericho, so I say you're a spy! Hey! Shh! But he can't do that! More spies! Israelite spies! That's being quiet! Catch them! Stop the spies! Catch the Israelites! They must be here somewhere! Rahab, I want to help. This way. Under here, quickly. Open your doors, by order of the king! Out of my way! The Israelite spies, did you see them? They were here, but they ran toward the city gates. If you hurry, you might still catch them. The king will be very unhappy if you let them get away. Rahab told the Israelites it was safe to come out of their hiding place. That was a very brave thing you did. Why did you risk your life for us, two strangers? Everyone in Jericho knows the Israelites are coming to our land. We've heard that your God rules the heavens above and the earth below. He's so powerful. He parted the Red Sea for Moses. Now our men are afraid to fight you. Go, hide in the hills for three days. Then you'll be safe. God bless you, Rahab. You're very kind. Wait. 
I showed kindness to you. When your people attack the city, please spare my family and me. We promise, Rahab. Leave this red rope hanging from your window. It will be a sign that no one in this house is to be harmed. Joshua's spies did as Rahab had said. After hiding in the mountains for three days, they ran back to camp with their report. That's what Rahab told us, Joshua. Everyone in Jericho is afraid of us. We can defeat this king of Jericho. I'm not so sure, Aram. He had a lot of soldiers. Ah, they were all small. Let's pray to God and thank him. He has done as he said. The promised land is ours. The next day, the 12 tribes marched towards Canaan. But as God had told Joshua, entering their new homeland wasn't going to be easy. How can we cross this river safely? Please, God, give me an answer. The water's too fast. No. It's too fast. I'm not moving. No, no. How will we get our children and animals across? Don't be afraid. God has shown me a way. Bring out the Ark of the Covenant. Joshua directed the priests to carry the ark into the river and hold it there. The Israelites were confused. What did Joshua have in mind? This can't be safe. Joshua doesn't know what he's doing. Behold, the power of God. As the crowd watched, a miracle happened. <gasps> the priests held up the ark and God held back the waters. It's just like when Moses parted the Red Sea. It's true then. God must be with Joshua, as he was with Moses. The Israelites' faith in Joshua grew and grew, for now they knew he followed in the footsteps of Moses. Joshua, choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them to get 12 rocks from the middle of the river, from where the priests stood. Carry the rocks, and put them down where you stay tonight. In the future, your children will ask, what do these rocks mean? And you will say, the water stopped flowing when the Ark of the Covenant with God crossed the river. These rocks will always remind the Israelites of this.
One evening, Joshua was walking near Jericho. I followed God's commands without question. I've tried to be a good leader, but I'm not a soldier. How can I fight the king of Jericho and his army? Joshua. God, how shall the enemy be defeated? You won't need swords or armor, Joshua. Just have faith in me. To defeat the king and army of Jericho, here's what you must do. Early the next day, Joshua formed the Israelites into a long line. Remember, do as God instructed. Not a word, not a sound from any of you. First came seven priests playing ram's horns. Then the Ark of the Covenant. Then the armed men. They marched one time around the great city. Hmm, this is not fighting. <laughs> this is a parade. Well, I, I guess we've won. We don't. Tight. And on the seventh time around, they did something completely different. Shout! Yell! Scream! So that the heavens can hear you! Shout! For God has given us Jericho! For forty years we wandered through the desert sand Hoping we could find God's promised land And now it's here before us Behind a fortress tall But it will not be ours Until we bring down the walls Bring down the walls Of Jericho Bring down the walls Lift your horns and blow Shake this city to the ground We'll see the promised land When the walls come down We believe in God That He is with us here His power is much greater Than that army over there Our enemies are laughing But their kingdom soon will fall when we raise our voices, we will bring down the walls Bring down the walls of Jericho Bring down the walls, lift your horns and blow The sound we make is gonna shake this city to the ground We'll see the promised land when the walls come down So shout out around the city won't keep us out for long sing to God one and all that land that we were promised is right behind those walls bring down the walls bring down the walls shout them down bring down the walls lift your horns and blow 
with their voices, a few ram's horns, and their faith in God, the Israelites captured Jericho. Joshua! These are the people who helped us. Rahab, her mother and father. You're a brave woman, Rahab. God has watched over you and your family because of your faith and for helping my people. Can we stay and join you, Joshua? Nothing would make me happier. Don't touch me, Israelite! How dare you treat me this way! Why, I'm, I'm the king! You were the king. When I said God promised us this land, you laughed and called me a fool. Who's the fool now? You can't! No! Has anyone seen Turnip? For you. <laughs> Perfect. My friends, our days of wandering are over. We're home. After Jericho was captured, the Israelites kept moving and claimed more and more new land. Their wandering days were over, all because Joshua and the Israelites had faith in God. Congratulations, Christocentric as one. It's time for Pure and Holy Kids with Auntie Mabel. Be blessed. Yes, Jesus loves me. Welcome to PH Kids, short for Pure and Holy Kids. Yes, you are pure. Yes, you are holy. Welcome, Mommy. Welcome, Daddy. to be back with you did you have a great october i bet you did i have great news for you 
You can find all of our previous PH Kids episodes on YouTube. So I encourage all parents and guardians listening to look for previous content on the Christocentric Station channel on YouTube. They can listen to it over and over. And when they ask you any questions, you can always refer to previous episodes. I think it's a great idea. What do you think? This month, our purpose is to introduce to our adorable PH Kids family, God Almighty, the Father. So our main theme is introduction to the Father. And under that theme, we have another sub-theme. And the sub-theme is salvation. So literally, introduction to the Father is salvation. Okay? So this is episode 12. And our topic for today in a question form is, I am not bad. Why do I need salvation? Great question. Hmm. All right. So before we will answer this question, we need to understand some things first. The first thing we need to understand is what is salvation? S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N. Salvation. Salvation is simply a chance to return to God the Father and be his child forever. Hmm. I'm sure you're asking, wait, 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 wait. What happened between us and God the Father? Why did we separate? Hmm, I can answer that. Do you remember Adam and Eve in the garden? They decided to go their own way without caring about God's plan for them. What they did was called sin and it separated them from God. So, sin simply means separation from God. So now we understand two things, salvation and separation. Salvation and sin. Sin is separation from God and salvation is returning from God. Let me take that again. Salvation is returning to God. Sin is separation from God. So we did the first one through Adam and Eve. And now we need a second one, which is returning to God. Salvation. Okay. Now that we understand these two big words, we can answer the first question. You are not bad. Why do you need salvation? Hmm. When Adam and Eve sinned, they were representing you and I. Because they were the first humans on earth. So because they sinned, we also sinned. You may say, hmm, that's not fair. So let me give you an example that will help you understand this better. Your mom and dad are from Ghana. So after you are born in Ghana, you are automatically from Ghana. They represent you. So even before you were going to be born to them, the whole world knows that when you are born to them, you are going to be from Ghana, you're going to have your father's last name because they are your representatives. They represent you. They are standing in for you. So Adam and Eve being the first human beings, I was about to say in Ghana, but no, in the world on earth, they were standing in for us. So you see, Even though you were a very nice, loving, sweet kid, 
You need salvation to be able to become God's child forever, both here on earth and in heaven. Hmm. I know this episode leaves a lot of questions in our minds. But don't worry. Next week, we will learn more about salvation. Who can save us? Does salvation come from only one person? It would be interesting. So please, tell your friends from school and Sunday school to tune in next week with you. This has been Auntie Mabel with you on PH Kids. Short for Pure and Holy Kids. See you next week. Bye-bye. seen the righteous forsaken believe in what you told me you would always hold me safe in the palm of your
of slept last Sunday. <laughs> if you went to bed earlier, you wouldn't overslept either. I was in bed by eight. Right after Geraldo. Happy anniversary, Crystal Centric Station. We are the Fosin Sisters. Welcome to our segment. Today, we have a beautiful package for you. Let's start with a devotion. I am a Refua. I am a Rama. Let's begin the show. Today's devotion is from Brand New Day Devotional of Career Center International Children's Ministry. The Tame Tongue, James chapter 3 verse 3. Indeed, we put chains in horses' mouth that they may obey us and we turn their whole body. The tongue and voice are tools of speech. They can be used harmfully or employed usefully. You can use a tongue to insult, to complain, to scold, to nag and to quarrel or fight. Or you can bring it under the control of God's spirit and make it a tool of blessing and praise. When we put chains into the horses' mouths to make them obey us, we control the rest of their bodies also. In the same way, when we give ourselves to woo Jesus Christ, our wild attitudes are brought under his control. We become humble, disciplined, and fit for the master's service. Today, may you deliberately declare that you will be under the control of Lord Jesus Christ. May he take away the pride that keeps us from complete obedience. Prayer. Lord. Lord. Help me. Help me. To fully. To f- submit to you. Submit to you. Amen. 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 For what lessons did you learn? I learned that the tongue has power to be a blessing and praise to God and others. Therefore, I must always learn to tame my tongue and bring it under God's control. And to us, what did you also learn? Send us your reply on 
is Krista Sandrick Kids right here on the Krista Sandrick Station. Welcome to the first anniversary edition of Krista Sandrick Kids. Today, I want to share a short story with you about gratitude. A blind boy sat on the steps of a building with a hat by his feet. He held up a sign which read, I am blind, please help. There were only a few coins in the hat, spare change from folks as they hurried past. A man was walking by. He took a few coins from his pockets and dropped them into the hat. He then took the sign, turned it around and wrote some words. Then he put the sign back in the boy's hand so that everyone who walked by would see the new words. Soon, the hat began to fill up. A lot more people were giving money to the blind boy. That afternoon, the man who had changed the sign returned to see how things were. The boy recognized his footsteps and asked, Were you the one who changed my sign this morning? What did you write? The man said, I only wrote the truth. I said what you said, but in a different way. I wrote, Today is a beautiful day, but I cannot see it. Both signs spoke the truth, but the first sign simply said the boy was blind. While the second sign conveyed to everyone walking by how grateful they should be to see. When your life seems full of troubles, it seems difficult to maintain an attitude of gratitude, doesn't it? All we see are our problems, like a blackened storm cloud casting a dark shadow over our lives. And the times when everything just seems to be going smoothly, we often take these precious moments for granted too, don't we? Caught up in the bliss, comfort and familiarity of it all, we can simply forget to be thankful. So what then is gratitude? Simply put, gratitude is a habit. It's a way of looking at the world and all the good things in it with a feeling of appreciation regardless of whether or not your current situation is to your liking. Gratitude is a heart-centered approach to being at peace with yourself and with all you have. When you practice this feeling of gratitude, it attracts even more things into your life for which to be grateful. Go ahead, try it out right now. What or who do you have in your life to be thankful for? On this note, we want to say thank you to all of you who have supported Christocentric Station. We are grateful. God bless you.
Welcome back to the False and Sisters segment. Still on gratitude. Let me share this with you. You can't go wrong with gratitude. It's true that gratitude, whether we experience it ourselves or receive it from other people, can be of great benefit to us. We are all better off if we are kind to each other and appreciative of what we have. This is a good message for adults and children alike. God bless you for supporting Christocentric Station at one. Enjoy this thankful song. He's smart in the building. Everybody put your hands up.
I thank you for the blessing Say you don't give it to me I thank God Let's go Eshe Baba Eshe Baba Eshe Baba And I thank you for the blessing Say you don't give it to me I thank God I thank God Kids right here on the Christocentric stage. Congratulations, Christocentric as one. Let's settle down for children's devotion with Aunt Ifwa. Stay connected. Oh, God so loved the world, He gave His only Son to die on Calvary's tree. From sin to set me free, someday is coming back. What glory that will be, wonderful is love to me. Hello, somebody there. Good morning. Wake up. Let's do our morning devotion together. This is Auntie for stretch, stretch, and stretch. Let's sing. The Lord is my shepherd. I walk with him always. He lives by still waters. I walk with him always, always, always. I walk with him always, always, always. I walk with him always. The Lord is my shepherd. I walk with him always. Well done, well done, well done. Good. Now we are awake. Take your Bible, take your notebook, your pen or pencil. We are ready to study. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. You have blessed us with a new day. We are grateful. We pray that as we study your word, help us to understand it and practice your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good. Take your Bible and say with me, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is food for my soul. I must read it every day, know it very well, and practice it so that I will grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well done. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E Bible. Good. Take your Bible. Always read your Bible, my friends. Today our memory verse, Luke 6, verse 38. Give, and it will get back to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be put into your bosom. Luke 6, verse 38. Amen. If you're under six years, just do the first line. Give, 
and it will get back to you the rest of us we are doing everything it's very short it's very nice let's go look 6 verse 38 give and it will get back to you a good measure pressed down shaking together running over will be put into your bosom Luke 6 verse 38 amen jesus said that okay we are learning giving and our memory verses we should give and it will get back to us and god will give us a lot much more okay press down shaking together jesus taught us giving he taught us to give no matter how small or how big our gift is god is happy with it and he's looking at the heart of giving so the woman who gave even the very small two small coins was the one who had given much compared to those who brought a gift big 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 gifts because that is all the woman had we learned a lot yesterday well done today in genesis 22 verse 1 to 19 god tests abraham with giving if you remember our sunday lesson when we're doing faith we said abraham the father of faith god promised to give him a son and it took many years my friend to remember that finally when isaac was born abraham was 100 years old but abraham did not fail in faith he waited we children we don't like weight crass some of us we don't even understand weight when you say wait ah it means you are not giving it to me that's not what it means we should learn how to wait at the right time for receiving the right gifts okay it's very important one day god told abraham to sacrifice his only son that he has given to him after he has waited to be hundred before isaac was born god told him by that time isaac was a boy that could walk so let's say it was about 10 12 years and bible says god called abraham abraham was a friend of god they could chat god says Go and sacrifice your son for me as an offering at a place called Moriah. Bible says, Abraham did not answer. Abraham says, okay. So in the morning, he took Isaac, two servants, a firewood, his knife and everything. And then he started the journey. He took them three days to get to where God told him to go. And when he got there, he told the servants to wear him. Isaac carried the, uh, the firewood. And then they walked a little ahead to the particular place where God wanted him to make the sacrifice actually when they were going isaac was like daddy um abraham said yes um i can see we have the firewood we have the knife we have the fire where is the lamb where is the sheep that we are going to sacrifice the boy was very smart like most of you and you ask questions and it's good to ask questions my friends ask questions when you don't understand just add please to it please where is the sacrifice and bible says abraham said don't worry when we get there, the Lord will provide. And Isaac kept quiet. Okay, you got the answer. Keep quiet. And they went. When they got there, the Bible says, Abraham prepared the altar, put the firewood on it. And then he took Isaac and tied him up. And then put him on the altar, ready to sacrifice him. He took the knife to cut his only son into pieces for God. Wow! Hey! He didn't have two, my friends, to give one and then have the other. No, he had only one that he had waited up to 100 years. And God says, through Isaac, I will bless you. And now the same God says that, take Isaac and go and sacrifice him. If it is me, Antifa, I will say that God, I didn't hear him well. I think that the voice I heard wasn't God. 
because I don't I don't think I could have been able to do that too. Hey, my friends, it's difficult. But Bible says Abraham was ready to cut up Isaac for God. It is you who gave him to me. If you say you want him, I'll give him to you. Wow. Bible says everything we have is from God. So why is it difficult for us to give to him? Eh? He says whatever you give you give to your friend, you have given to him. Whatever you give to the poor, you have given to him. Why is it so difficult for us? Okay, sometimes mommy says, I'm taking some of your old clothes or some of your new clothes that have become small on you to go and give to maybe a cousin or people who are poor or even sometimes your immediate sister or even your brother. Hey, some of you won't agree. You want to wear it. Even when you can't wear it, you want to keep it. My friends, let's stop that. Let's stop that. Learn to give. This one, you even have a lot more. Abraham had only one and he gave. So Bible says, just when Abraham lifted the knife to cut Isaac, God called Abraham. Abraham, Abraham, stop! Don't kill Isaac. Now I can see that you really fear me and love me and obey me. God was so impressed with Abraham because of his heart of giving. God tested Abraham with giving to show whether he loves him or not. To show whether he will obey him or not. It was a very tough test and Abraham wow so god said turn around there was a big ram in the bush and he went to take that animal rather and sacrifice it to god and bible says god called abraham again and said abraham for not withholding your only son from me i am going to bless you i will multiply you i will make your descendants like the sand at the beach and like the stars in the sky god just blessed abraham for giving up his only son that he almost gave to give god your only son was a lot and bible says god blessed abraham how many verses give and it will be given back to you abraham gave to god and god he received a lot much more blessings from god my friends nothing is too big to give to god or to your neighbor as we are children we can't take things of ourselves and give out okay like our clothes or something you always have to ask for permission but please if your parents say they are giving out something that is yours don't refuse and i've told you when you are sharing your own thing your snacks or anything please give a good amount of and god will bless you you see the same thing god didn't have two sons he had only one son jesus christ and he gave him to us so many years after abraham okay god gave us jesus christ to die for us and that is why we have all become children of god giving is very important my friends we have to give to show love we have to give to show to show that we appreciate people and that god also lives in us if we are children of god god gave his only son for us so we must also give to others amen close your eyes and let's pray father we thank you so much for today thank you for teaching us to give and thank you for the example of abraham help us to always want to give and practice giving until we are used to it we thank you for jesus christ in jesus name we pray amen thank you so much for doing your bible study with me this morning i really appreciate your time and as i said we are practicing giving so look out to do good anything that you receive always share
okay give a bit of it off give half of it off you keep doing it until we get used to it and bible says god will bless us a lot much more bye bye i love you all have a beautiful day bye bye abraham staggered not at the promise of god do and believe but was strong in faith in giving glory to god abraham staggered not at the promise of god do and believe, but was strong in faith in giving glory to God. He staggered not, no, 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 no. He staggered not, Romans 4 20. He staggered not at the promise of God. Do and believe, but was strong in faith in giving glory to God. This is Christa Sandrick, kids, right here on the Christa Sandrick stage. This presentation has information about practicing 5210 every day for your health and well being. If you have any questions about this program, talk with your healthcare provider. What is 5210? Well, 5210 helps you remember to eat healthy, fit in more physical activity and exercise, and drink less sugar. The number five stands for eating more fruits and vegetables. Eating fruits and vegetables helps provide your body with vitamins and minerals, which are very important for your growth and health. You can fit more fruits and vegetables into your life. Don't be afraid to try it, mix it, and slice it. Follow the three bite rule and try at least three bites of each vegetable or fruit you eat. Did you know it can take 7 to 10 tries before you like a new food? You can also dip fruits and vegetables in low-fat dressings, yogurt, or even peanut butter. Go ahead and try it. Add fruits and vegetables to the foods you already enjoy. Add vegetables to your pizza, soup, or noodles. Add fruits to cereals and other breakfast foods. Go ahead and mix it. Having vegetables and fruits already cut into small pieces or sliced can help make it easier to eat healthier because they are ready to grab as you go about your busy day. And if you prefer crunchy over soft foods, it's best to eat fruits and vegetables fresh or lightly steamed. The number two stands for lessening your time in front of screens, such as a television, computer, cell phone, or an electronic game. This is hard in a world that has many computer and electronic devices, but lessening your time in front of screens can help you live a healthier life. To help lessen your television watching, don't watch television or get on your computer or phone until after you have finished your homework and chores. Also, don't watch television when you eat. Make meals family time and talk about your day. It can be helpful to use a timer to help keep track of how much time is spent in front of a screen. It can also be helpful, educational, and fun to make television watching a family activity. Family members can talk to each other about the program being watched and ask questions and share points of view. Number one stands for getting at least one hour of physical activity every day. Moving one hour every day helps you feel better, keep a healthy weight, and strengthens your heart. Physical activity or exercise also makes the total you stronger. 
There are lots of fun ways to move about. You can go on walks with your family, play with your pet, take a bike ride, dance, jump rope, walk or run, rollerblade, hike, snowshoe, or make snow angels. Moderate physical activity includes doing things where you breathe hard, like hiking or dancing. While vigorous physical activity means doing things where you sweat a lot, such as running or playing soccer. It's important to do both types of activity every week. The number zero is for drinking water and low-fat milk instead of drinks with lots of sugar, such as soda or pop or energy drinks. Although soda and pop might taste yummy, it gives no nutrients to your body. Water is an important fuel for your body. Drinking low-fat milk is also a better choice than drinks sweetened with sugar. Always remember, water and low-fat milk are the best choices for a healthier you. You can drink more water. Even small changes can help. Keep bottled water nearby. Drink water instead of soda or pop. And drink water whenever you are thirsty. Doing these things can help you drink more water every day. To add flavor to your water, you can add fruits such as lemon, lime, or orange wedges. Everyone can practice 5-2-1-0. You don't have to do it alone. You can get your friends and family involved by practicing together. Remind each other to eat five fruits and vegetables. Keep your screen watching to two hours or less. Get up and move with physical activity at least one hour a day. And don't drink sugary drinks. Practice 5-2-1-0 every day for a healthier and stronger you. If you have any questions about the content of this program, talk with your healthcare provider. We are so glad that you could join us for a great time in God's presence today. Let us pray. Eyes closed and head bowed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father, for another wonderful time of miracles. We thank you, God, that will open our hearts and our minds to experience the wonderful things that you are doing in our lives and would also open our mouths to share your good work to all our friends and people around us. We pray that what we will learn today will stick in our memories and we will also practice and do your word. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hello friends! It's another beautiful time of worship. Are you excited to be in God's presence? Are you ready? Come on, come on, let's do this together. It says hallelujah. It's the sound of rejoicing. Come on, let's go. Put your hands together. Come on. One, two, 
Hallelujah. It was so refreshing singing about the power and greatness of our God. Our memory verse is taken from Psalms chapter 77, verse 14, and it says, You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. Now I want you to join me and let's say this memory verse together. Just repeat after me. You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. This month, we have learned that a miracle is something that is impossible to do without God's power. Miracles do not happen normally. They are supernatural. Jesus did so many miracles while he was on earth to show us how powerful God is. Our God is big, strong, and mighty, and can do anything. He holds all powers in heaven and on earth in his hands. Last week, we saw how Jesus raised people who were dead back to life. This showed us that God has power over all things, including death. With the power of God, Jesus raised his friend Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, back to life. He raised the daughter of the ruler from synagogue, named Jairus. He raised one of the sons of the widow of Nain. And Jesus himself rose from the dead after his death on the cross. Today, we will see Jesus the healer at work. Jesus had God's power because he is God's son. Jesus is the Christ. He is God's son in the flesh. Jesus did these miracles because he loves us and wanted to show us how powerful he was. He also wanted us to know that his power is available to every child of God. Jesus did these miracles through his power so that many would see them believe and follow Jesus. The miracles of Jesus are such a beautiful gift to us. Miracles help our understanding of how powerful God our Father is. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 10 verse 38 that Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power. Jesus went everywhere doing good. He healed those who were ruled by the devil, for God was with Jesus. The stories of how Jesus healed people can be seen in the Gospels, that is the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. Jesus went everywhere in Galilee. He taught in the synagogues and preached the good news about the kingdom of heaven. And he healed all the people's diseases and sicknesses. The news about Jesus spread all over Syria and people brought all the sick to him. The sick people were suffering from different kinds of diseases and pain. Some were suffering very great pain. Some had demons. Some were epileptics. And some were paralyzed. 
Jesus healed all of them. Once, when Jesus came down from the hill, massive crowds began following him. Suddenly, a leper walked up to Jesus and threw himself down before him in worship and said, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you really want to. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the leper and said, of course, I want to heal you. Be healed. And instantly, all signs of leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't speak to anyone, but go at once and find a priest and show him what has happened to you. One day, Jesus went to the city of Capernaum. When he entered the city, an army officer came to Jesus and begged for help. The officer said, Lord, my servant is at home in bed. He can't move his body and is in much pain. Jesus said to the officer, I will go and heal him. The officer answered, Lord, I am not good enough for you to come into my house. All you need to do is command that my servants be healed and he will be healed. I myself am a man under the authority of other men and I have soldiers under my command. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes. I tell another soldier, come, and he comes. I say to my servants, do this, and my servant obeys me. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. He said to those who were with him, I tell you the truth, this man has more faith than any other person I have found, even in Israel. Then Jesus said to the officer, go home, your servant will be healed just as you have believed he would. And at the same time, his servant was healed. Another time, Jesus went into Simon Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed, sick with a high fever. Jesus walked to her bedside, gently took her hand and helped her up. Immediately, the fever disappeared and she got up and began to serve them. One time, Jesus and his disciples had come to the town of Jericho. As they were living there with his followers and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. He heard that Jesus from Nazareth was walking by. The blind man cried out, Jesus, son of David, please help me. Many people scolded the blind man and told him to be quiet. But he shouted more and more, son of David, please help me. Jesus stopped and said, Tell the man to come here. So they called the blind man. They said, cheer up. Get up on your feet. Jesus is calling you. The blind man stood up quickly. He left his coat there and went to Jesus. Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? 
The blind man answered, Teacher, I want to see again. And Jesus said, Go, you are healed because you believed. At once, the man was able to see again and he followed Jesus on the road. Jesus went to visit Cana in Galilee again. This is where Jesus had changed the water into wine. One of the king's important officers lived in the city of Capernaum. This man's son was sick. The man heard that Jesus had come from Judea and was now in Galilee. He went to Jesus and begged him to come to Capernaum and heal his son. His son was almost dead. Jesus said to him, you people must see signs and miracles before you believe in me. The officer said, sir, come before my child dies. And Jesus said, go, your son will live. The man believed what Jesus told him and went home. On the way, the man's servant came and met him. They told him, your son is well. The man asked, what time did my son begin to get well? They answered, it was about one o'clock yesterday when the fever left him. The father knew that one o'clock was the exact time that Jesus had said, your son will live. So the man and all the people of his household believed in Jesus. Later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for a special Jewish feast. In Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethesda. Many sick people were lying beside the pool. Some were blind, some were crippled, and some were paralyzed. And they waited for the water to move. Sometimes an angel of the Lord came down to the pool and stirred up the water. After the angel did this, the first person to go into the pool was healed from any sickness he had. There was a man lying there who was sick for 38 years. Jesus saw the man and knew that he had been sick for a very long time. So Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? The sick man answered, sir, there is no one to help me get into the pool when the water starts moving. I try to be the first one into the water. But when I try, someone else always goes in before I can. Then Jesus said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And immediately, the man was well. He picked up his mat and began to walk. As Jesus was walking along one day, he saw a man who had been born blind. His followers asked him, Teacher, whose sin caused this man to be born blind? His own sin or his parents' sin? And Jesus answered, it is not this man's sin or his parents' sin that made him blind. The man was born blind so that God's power could be shown in him. After Jesus said this, 
he spit on the ground and made some mud with it. He put the mud on the man's eyes. Then he told the man, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went to the pool. He washed and came back. And he was able to see. Do you remember the story of the 10 men who had leprosy? Well, Jesus met them on his way one day and they asked Jesus to have mercy on them. Jesus then told them to go and show themselves to the priest. As they went, they were healed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. They came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. These are some of the miracles of healing that Jesus performed while on earth. A miracle is something that is impossible to do without God's power. God's power is available to all his children. God has given us his power to heal as well. We only need to activate it and put this power to work. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, Thank you, God, for all the miracles of healing that Jesus performed and for the love he showed to all the people that he healed. Your word tells us that this same power is available to all your children. Today, we ask that you fill us with your power to heal. Perform your miracles through us, your children, so that all the world will know that we are indeed children of God. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Always remember that as a child of God, you carry God's power in you. To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I hope you enjoyed these miracles of healing that we shared today. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye. Here is the pop quiz for the week. Jesus had God's power because he is God's son. True 
or false? Answer, true. A miracle is something that can be done with human power, true or false? Answer, false. A miracle is something that is impossible to do without God's power. What kind of miracles did Jesus perform in today's story? Answer, he healed people who had different kinds of sicknesses. Why did Jesus need to perform these miracles? Answer, Jesus performed these miracles because he loves us and wanted to show us how powerful he was. Where is our memory verse taken from? Answer, our memory verse is taken from Psalms chapter 77, verse 14. And Jesse here. I am so excited for you that you're listening to Christocentric Kids. You know why? Because it will help you to be that great person God created you to be. Christocentric Kids. Catch them young for Jesus. Happy Kids TV. The Holy Tales. What's the matter, Gumbo? Why are you so sad? Tubby and Freckles littered my room and Mommy scolded me thinking it was me who did it. And they did not even tell her it was them. Is that true, Tubby and Freckles? <laughs> it was fun watching Gumbo getting scolded. <laughs> Now, I am going to tell you a story about a little girl who was dishonest just like you. And both of you are going to listen very carefully. Susan was a little girl who lived with her mother. One day, her mother sent her to the market to buy a loaf of bread. Susan went to the bakery and asked, Sir, may I please have a loaf of bread? Of course, my dear. Here, take it. Thank you so much. Susan paid for the bread, and by mistake, the baker gave her back more change than what he was supposed to give. Susan knew right away. She thought to herself, What should I do? Should I tell him that he made a mistake? Or should I just keep quiet? Thinking for a while, she decided she would keep quiet. She left with the change. When she went home, her mother was very angry with her. How can you do this, Susan? 
You are being dishonest. Go back and return the extra money. Susan felt miserable. She listened to her mother and went back to the store. As she entered through the door, she saw the baker getting scolded by the manager. Hearing the manager shout at the baker, Susan felt even sadder. It was because of her dishonesty that this man was getting scolded. She rushed in. Sir, I have come to give back the extra money that you gave me as change. I am sorry. I took it home by mistake. I am so sorry. The manager and the baker both were glad to see Susan's honesty. As a reward, they gave her a delicious cupcake. As she was leaving, the baker patted on her head and said, You are a good and honest girl. Susan felt happy. All that feeling of misery vanished the moment she was appreciated and rewarded. She realized honesty always pays off and brings happiness. She went back home and her mother gave her a tight hug. We are so, so sorry, Gumbel, for being such dishonest friends. Yes, Gumbel, we are really very sorry. It's okay. We're going to go right away and own up for our mistake. Good job, Tubby. So you realize that it is very important to be honest. And God loves us and wants us to be so. Yes, we do. Come, Tubby. Let's go. This is Christocentric Kids right here on the Christocentric station. My name is Irama. My name is Irifar. Thank you for staying with us. I hope you were blessed by today's edition. Again, congratulations, Christocentric has won. It's a bye from us. Ha! This song is for every child of God. <laughs> so if you know you are a child of God, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, make it dance now, oh yeah, it's okay, it's okay now. Uh, ha! My head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. All belong to Jesus. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes.
your life too Never going up a fight like a juke But that dumb man will praise his name For my he's not yet to overcame I never, never, never ever stop to pray We give ourselves to you this day, Lord I had shoulders, knees and toes Head, shoulders, knees and toes Head, shoulders, knees and toes All belong to Jesus